This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the preview show edition of the Blue Monday podcast, a three times weekly show looking into all things Ipswich Town. I'm your host, Richard Woodward, and I'm delighted to welcome back the brilliant Harry from Bath. Harry, Happy New Year! Happy New Year to you, Rich. Happy New Year to everyone. Hope you had a fantastic Christmas. Uh, all was good in the West Country. We had a great Thank time it. over here. Yeah, it was good. And uh, I was, um, it's my birthday over the Yuletide uh, uh period as well and uh oh, many happy returns out. harry thank you we... very much indeed that one no, missed I'm, the twitter sphere it's it's an embargo it's embargoed information so it was, <laughs> it was really good i had a very good haul of ipswich town goodies including i'll pull it out because i did share this it's the this uh, dave, dave was dave diamond was supremely appreciative of this i don't know whether the camera will catch it the ipswich town supporters handbook 74 oh, the handbook. yes indeed <laughs> Pupil dilating material is the only way I can describe <laughs> it. I'm a, I was a very happy man. Let's just say I love stuff like this. Very, very. It was brilliant. Um, just, just. It was after the first European campaign under Bobby, um, Lazio and Real Madrid and Leipzig and all the rest of it. And and the ads, of course, are absolutely hilarious. Oh yes, yes, indeed. Smoking is uh, good for your health and all that. Smoking kind of stuff. is good for your health, Church. Yeah. That's really funny. Anyway, the centre spot. Oh, is a pub. Is a, is a pub with a restaurant allegedly. Anyway, there it is. Yeah, great stuff. Anyway, all good, all good stuff. But um, what else? Yeah, Christmas was great. Um, oh yeah, uh, let me tell you about a Christmas Scrabble game. This is brilliant. Um, I was playing. This is um, if you if you want a bit of proper gamesmanship, um, this this is the way to do it. Uh, it it's football related. That's why I'm adding it in. We were playing a game. There were four of us, and my mate. John, he's a big Arsenal fan. Anyway, he throws down a seven-letter word at the beginning. It gives him the 50-point bonus. He's kind of gone 2-0 up in the first five minutes of the Scrabble game, and we're, we're thinking, this isn't good. So anyway, lo and behold, about 15 minutes later, a triple-word score comes, comes up onto the radar. So I was contemplating my mortality and thinking, what can we do with this? Whereupon then, John suddenly innocently asks, Harry, he said, Muren and Tyson, what club did they join Ipswich from? And I thought, what a strange question. And here I am, I'm concentrating, 
no, triple word score, triple word score. And then suddenly this question comes in from the left field and we're going, oh God, was it Ajax? No, it wasn't Ajax. It was, uh, wasn't Fine or, no, no. I think it was Enchikada. I think it was actually Twente. Oh, he's and not then, dangled his keys in front of you, Harry, has he? No, he's, he's deliberately done this. He throws that <laughs> throwing in Ipswich trivia questions. That's <laughs> odd. So then, but that was it. I thought, well, we're going to play that game. Then I came back at him. I said, well, Nigel Winterburn, where did he play? And then it just started for the whole game. Neither of us won. The whole thing just disintegrated after that. It was, um, uh, it, it, it was really, it was a poor show. It really was. But the trick I realised was not to ask an obvious player was to, you know, because if you asked him, because he's an Arsenal fan, if you asked him Henri or asked him Bergkamp, he'd know them. But it was kind of players like uh, Ray Parler and, you know, just trying to, We've been around the first team, but not the stars. Not the stars, exactly that. They were the ones to ask. The game basically descended because he was then throwing Alan Brazil. And names were just coming in. Of course, (laughs) you could remember the teams they all moved on to. But when you, particularly when you're in Scrabble mode and you've got that bit of your brain up and running, it was um, great fun. Good tip for future reference: Scrabble is an evil game. I hate playing it. And um, but uh, it was uh, that Scrabble shit housing. He's got his early lead, (laughs) exactly. And he's sitting on it by distracting you and ruining the spectacle. Bastard. Did you get the question? Did you? Because I, 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 I don't. I couldn't tell you where Tyson Murins was signed from. Did you actually find out, or did you remember? No, I did look it up later. I thought it was FC Twente, and I, and I'm, I'm confident on that fact because I did. You know, afterwards I was kind of, oh, I've got to look this up. I can't let it go. But it's a, it's a great way to, if you're playing a game against another football football fan, particularly if they're from another club, just line this up because you, you just, your brain is not, you're just not ready for it. Let's just say, great fun. There must the be spirit... some other use for that tactic as well. <laughs> the, the, the spirit of Christmas, eh? Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they're talking about giving gifts away. The spirit of Christmas saw us being incredibly generous. Oh. That, uh, much water under the bridge eh? oh mm. yeah I, well it was a good show you and Ben on, on QPR which I listened to I mm. still haven't seen any of the highlights from QPR or Middlesbrough I just can't bring myself to do it um, even though I'm the Grinch of Christmas as called on the uh, last uh, the fl- flagship show when I successfully <laughs> called a goal in each half and a 2-0 win for Borough which I didn't put money on I put money on the 2-0 um, but not a goal in each half I should have done that that'll, that'll yeah, sure. be right um Quickly on football and Christmas, I um I have to apologise to my brother-in-law, who's a Cole U fan, who um because we were away for two games and I was back in Suffolk, I went to Cole U's two games at home over Christmas. They were third in the league and on a, and just beaten be, be, beaten MK Dons. That's easy for me to say. Who were top of the league I think at the time. Um and Cole U on a really good run. Um mm. and lost and drew and lost their three games over Christmas. So. Uh, almost as good a a run as ours over Christmas um, and have now gone out of the automatic promotion place I believe so apologies to Tom and I also took him to Millwall (laughs) on New Year's Day as well and actually the first half really enjoyable and he was really impressed with Lancaster and Downs Harrison um, and then he saw the real Ipswich town in the second half which is as you say gifts are plenty um, particularly from our defensive line and it's and the guys on the flagship show did um, that one in detail, but you've spotted a few bits and pieces, didn't you? Yeah, God, I have no. So we were chatting before before we broadcast. That's awful. That's a uh, you know. Sometimes you just think, I hate football. I just hate football. And you've, just, you've had a perfect you've had a perfect Christmas of it. Oh God, yeah. There was I was thinking of there was a there were a couple of small things I, I which didn't come up. We didn't do a preview show, but there was one couple of things worth mentioning. Um, one before the game, Millwall. They talked about bringing Morrison on and isolating him against Kenlock on the on our left, their right. 
The other thing which they did, which was somewhat unheralded, was they switched Jed, Jed Wallace into a central role. Now, they did this in December against Preston. It was the only other time they've changed formation in any substantial way. And it, Wallace's energy and industry up through the middle, it would be interesting to get what Ben, Dave, looking back on it as well, think um, from, from the flagship show. Um, but that gave them an added impetus to drive forward through the centre. Um, they said against when they did it against Preston, they scored twice after making that switch, and they could have scored another couple. It was um, they really they just went for them, and it was it was a, it, he does have Harris does have a plan B, but the other thing I spotted, which is a small side point, was. And it's why we are so vulnerable. And this happened, there was a version of this against Bristol City as well. I'm going to take everyone back to Leeds, a game against Leeds in 2013, when Brian McDermott was the manager of Leeds. And we, it was Mick's first season, and he was still working with a, a sort of bits and pieces squad. If I'm not misremembering, it was a game in the spring. I may have got, if I've got my years mixed Go up, on, I apologise. I might, Ollie Moore um, be um, yeah. wondering about that one, I think. <laughs> apologies if I shoot me down or if I've got it wrong and correct me. But McDermott, we were playing well in the first half and McDermott did exactly the same thing with Ross McCormick, who scored. He cut in from the, uh, he play, it was on the other side. It was on our right, their left. He switched McCormick to the left to isolate him against Elliot Hewitt. And he found okay. a couple of yards inside. He cut inside to the edge of the penalty area and he let off a low shot. And I think there were criticisms of the keeper. I think, was it Loach? It might have been, who let the ball go, go down low. But Hewitt, the tactical switch of isolating an experienced Wiley striker against a rookie left, a rookie fullback did for us. And it's a pattern. Lambert talked about it in today's press conference about the number of young players he has in the team. It's This is where the problems are. It's not just that opponents have extra resources they can bring on but they can look at what we've got and decide okay where can we what can we exploit yeah and that's why that's why he's i know why he's there was a discussion about do you put Niden back into the team and i know there was a question on this and you think to yourself probably not because balance isn't just about positions balance can also be about experience and age and that 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 was a vulnerability. No criticism of Kenlock at all because he's a great player and he played one lovely Had a good game. Had a good he game. did, yeah, exactly. With the ball, he's really. I like him. He has a touch of a wing back about him when he gets yes. going. But um, but up against a guy like Morrison and with Wallace punching through the middle. How does that chime with your reading of the second yeah, half? Yeah, am I? I'm, is that mad? It's it's or, not something sense? that I. I'll be honest. I I, I spotted. Um, <laughs> But then I was more worried about Morrison, to be honest. And I yeah. think um, the, the guys in the flagship show kind of talked about um, the lack of reaction from us, I think. And you yeah. know, I've seen this from Ipswich teams in the last few seasons as well. They're kind of almost stubbornly re refusing to change the way we were going about stuff. You know, you could argue that Hurst, there was, there was kind of accusations of him continuing to go about stuff despite the fact things needed to be changed. I, I just thought... Um, yeah, when you when you think about it, the midfield definitely got shut down a lot quicker in the second half. Yeah. So that's probably chimes with, in terms of Max Maxwell moving in. Um, yeah. There was the ball kind of got stuck at yeah. the halfway line for us, which meant we just yeah. ended up punting balls down the side or yeah. trying to run down the side. Um, so that's a, yeah, really interesting observation. But yeah. I think it's the frustration is it's a really one dimensional approach from Mill in the second half, but it absolutely worked yeah. because it's it's men against boys. We talked about this before, haven't we? 
yeah. men against boys in terms of experience, age, but also physical presence and stature. And that made such a difference when Morrison came on to supplement Elliot, who'd already been kind of ruffling players up and winning balls in the air in the first half, mm-hmm. just not getting any luck with where the balls bounced because he was so isolated. Yeah. So it was a really frustrating one because the first half, I'm not going to put it up there with Reading, but we were clearly the better team. Dominant had yeah. chances, just didn't take them. That's yeah. the big story of this game. Bad in both areas, and you know this is the reason why we'll end up probably not playing in the championship next season. Mm. It's a Interesting. Tough one. Yeah, it's a tough one. Mm. I mean, let's um, we're going to chat Accrington now, and and I. <laughs> We've we've kind of got our, having listened to the show yesterday. There's phrases that we we're not allowed to utter, um, including <laughs> must win, uh, war chest, and winnable. I think it was another one. Slamming the window, slamming shut. Um, yeah. But Accrington is 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 it a game at the the right time? This kind of there's if yeah. we go out of the third round of the FA Cup, Harry again. No one's really going to batter an eyelid, are they, at this? Because I think we've got, of all of the teams in the top two tiers, from what I read somewhere earlier, the worst record in the FA Cup in the last 10 years or something like that. Yeah. So is it a chance to go for it, the shackles off, and see what we can do and try to build some confidence somewhere else? Or would you prefer to go straight into another league game and try and put it right and try to yeah sort the league table out rather than our form? Oh no, I, I, Rich, I'm, 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 I'm blessed that this game has come along. I really am. The headline from my TWTD piece, which goes up um, on Friday lunchtime, is um, a little break from league football will do us all good. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I don't think it's just us. I think Accrington fans are saying that as well, for which for reasons that we'll not, we'll come on to. Um, the, there's a couple of things. I mean, I saw a few groans when on Twitter and on on the on TWTD people talking about the BBC doing their football focused lunchtime <laughs> yes. program. Smelling blood. No, no. I think that puts it all back on Accrington. Okay. There's an expectation that this is going to be a shock. There's an expectation that we're going to be the, the first game to show at half ten or whatever time the show's going out at. Whereas I have a sneaking suspicion that we'll be in with the kind of highlights packages at around a quarter to midnight if, if, if everything goes according to plan. Um, I'm going to say it. <laughs> this is winnable. And I'm going, to, I'm going to be slaughtered. Hashtag. I'm going to be slaughtered for this on the... On Good the evening, Ben. Hi, <laughs> Ben. Whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> there goes the... There goes the the, uh, the preview show. Harry's uh, win bonus is uh, yeah, removed. <laughs> no, the reason they have Accrington have problems. Hmm. They they have real problems. They've they, they're not a big squad, and it's this is it's there's a little bit before diving into the detail. It's worth a little couple of preliminary comments. Um, the model of football club. Um, squad management in lower leagues is from just even from looking at a bit with Exeter, but certainly from Accrington is very different. It is just in time management. A lot of it's hand to mouth. A lot of it is, you know, players on one year plus one, an option of one year contract. It's all and a lot of it is on loan deals. Um, some of the forums are incredibly quiet. So I haven't just been looking at Accrington. I've been looking at players previous clubs just to try and build up some sort of a picture to get a flavor of exactly what they have got one small side point i will make dave mentioned this in the flagship show yesterday about the quality of refereeing in lower leagues and not making officials not making decisions he is so right this comes up time and time again and if we do drop this uh, this summer it's something we're just going to have to live with next year it's it's, the, the standard just seems to be you know random it really does in terms of some some of the some of the the lack of consistency i think and you play each rep as you see them um so let's talk about the big thing because it affects it affects everything about um 
uh, the big issue which affects everything about Accrington, which so is we, the loan the loan window. Sorry, go on. I was go, just go. just gonna because I usually do a bit of preamble. I mean, yeah. Accrington is, is a is a you know yeah. there's a <laughs> there's a joke, and I even did it on our on our questions tweet about Accrington Sunny. Who are they? But I think yeah. it's worth just. Folk yeah. or just ex- explaining their kind of yeah. rapid rise, really, because 2006, <laughs> yeah. I think they sold Brett Ormerod, and this is the first kind of these signings where they bring in multi-million pound fees, and Caden Jackson's another example, which has allowed yeah. them to slowly build. Um, and they, you know, they've got Andy Holt, a chairman who's quite outspoken, but has obviously got the club and the community at heart. It's kind of a, the model of chairman of Darrow McAntony at Peterborough, who's quite happy to chip away on Twitter, and I think was giving him. I remember when the Caden Jackson transfer became a bit of a saga and he was tweeting about that but you know we talked about Burton I think uh, certainly on this show some point in the past or I certainly have about their stature and championship being just an amazing achievement for a team like Burton but League One for Atkinson mm. Stanley this is the first time in their history they're, yeah. they've been in the third tier it's a really impressive achievement from what is quite a small club and as you were saying you're, you're finding it difficult to find forums and opinions and stuff like that this is um this is impressive from john coleman and, and andy hall isn't it Accrington? we must acknowledge no, that no it's, it's a fair comment i mean their expectations this year are all about as i said as long as we get to 55 points initially we can forget about off days and move on it's all about getting established as a league one team which for them would be phenomenal mm. i suppose you know in a, the other team who you would think of would be crew in the days of dario grady actually mm. they're that similar thing of a tiny team just completely punching above their weight because they've got a really good footballing model up and running and they're overachieving. You know, it's, um, it's, 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 and, and of course a lot of that comes down to John Coleman and it's worth probably before diving in to the tactical side, because I was about to get stuck in um, have a little look at John Coleman because he, he joined them when they were in the Northern Premier League First Division in 99 and then spent 12 years with them and got them into the Football League during that time into 2006. He then went off, he played for, managed Rochdale, Southport, and he went over to Sligo Rovers, I think, as well, but came back in 2014 and then, then took them up yes. into the... Into, you know, he's, there, yeah, yeah he's, he is Mr. Accrington, really is. Um, he managed in the second round game to beat Cheltenham of the FA Cup, that was his 1,000th game in charge. So, um, oh, you he's, he's, you know, he's, that's, he's, we, we're talking a proper, proper football man here. Um, it's very much, um, what, what did they say about him? Brilliant man management. Um, it's all about trust. He talks about having common cause with the players, people believing each other. People must see a value in what you're trying to achieve. And, you know, tr- trust is fundamental to us all. Um, and it's not so much... There isn't so an out-and-out philosophy of play because at that level you're working the quality of what you're working with um, is is variable. But he does try and play. They, several of them referenced fast-flowing passing football, and it's more that model of football than Lincoln City a couple of years ago or Millwall yeah. last week. They're not. They have got some physicality in the team. They're not total kind of they're not they're not all kind of sort of sort of wizards little wizards all scurrying around it's not that style but they it's it's, it won't be i'd be stunned if it's roughhouse football put it that way i really would um yeah um yeah as i say he's really loved and the other thing which of course he's got a great eye for and we'll call we'll talk about a couple of them spotting talented lower league players he's he's got he's got an eye for a he's got an eye for a good one as they say and he and he brings them through and the model yeah. is selling them on and, and, and getting yeah. those big fees as we paid for Jackson yeah. and also to a lesser yeah. extent in Astin. Yeah. Um, yeah. You mentioned 2006. I might have got my dates mixed off on all my rods, so I'll correct myself there. No, no, no. I've got that one wrong. Um, but, 
Yeah, I mean, a fairly, you know, they find themselves mid-table, so in terms of that objective, stay up, yeah. going yeah. okay. But they've had a pretty lousy December, haven't they? Yeah, You've, yeah yes, mid-table, but, exactly. They beat uh, Plymouth and Shrewsbury either side of Christmas, but they're the only two wins they've had in 11 games. And their last two defeats were um, 3-0 at Bradford on New Year's Day, and then they were beaten 4-0 at home by Peterborough last yeah. weekend. So, they're you know, they're, they're happy for this to this um this to happen there's a fear that they're they've been worked out by league one opponents and that their second half of the season the the novelty will have worn off and they could then right. topple down i think that there are seven or eight points clear of the bottom four so they're still you know there's the, you know the, the you know the the, the um the the wardrooms are a long way away and they're very and but their, their expectations are all about just staying up <clears throat> the other thing worth mentioning um, a bit like Exeter, a sense of a project. That's that way. There is a similarity. They've got. I think a lot of the money they've raised has been spent on ground developments, training facilities, etc. So, um, yeah, pretty they, much they tent apparently. So yeah, that's oh, something to look yeah. out for, folks. Yeah, I re- it'll be friendly. I mean, it's going to be they're patronising. It, it's not, you know, it, it's if it, it, in that sense there'll be an echo of the Bath City world that I know when I go down to Twerton Park it's you know you can people chatting to each other even if you're from up, up, up opposing teams I don't think it's going to be a, a hostile environment I'd be stunned if it is put it that way mm-hmm. but they are they are worried um, a little bit They're, they've got an amber light on the second half of the season I think and moving on from the reason for that is the fact and putting it simply the, the win they had over Shrewsbury over Christmas um, five of that starting team their loans expired at the turn of the year i.e this week we've just had gone and so and with all these things when loan players are starting to get recalled from loans it's a bit like injuries they don't just happen all over the field they tend to happen in very concentrated areas so two they've lost um to the left back nick anderton he's gone back to blackpool uh, Michael Hiequay, uh, if I can pronounce him right, one of the it did really decent centre back. He's gone back to Rotherham. The local Rotherham press confirmed that today. Um, uh, two of the players that were playing, uh, goalkeeper Connor Ripley, he's still staying, and they've got a lovely kind of creative midfielder, Daniel Barlazer. He's also staying with them. Um, but the he's other player, isn't he? so he's that, Newcastle, yeah. yes, yeah, he's yeah he's got he's on loan there. He's staying to the end of the season. The one player who is probably gone, I've yet to see anywhere saying that he will stay with them, and you can see why they would want him back is striker Connor Hall, who's on loan from Bolton. Okay, so um, Bolton. You know they're desperate for goals. I was when I was looking it up to see what the story was with him. There is a problem they've got even signing recruiting players in this in January because they owe money to the um, to the Football Players Association who loaned the money to earlier pay the in wages. the season. Oh. Yes. Oh wow! Exactly. So they they're, an embargo they're, as well, Harry. Well, until this problem gets solved i they, they, they've got some players who are sitting in the in the you know they're sitting on in the holding bay and they can't get on the runway as it were they, mm. they they're not they're not they're not freed out so in that sense you can see why they would bring connor hall back all of that in terms of accrington then leaves them with a starting 11 which will include a rookie center back and a left back the left back will be a converted center back as well who is a He's he's in in everything about him. He's he's not he's not a fullback at all. But it also, if Connor Hall doesn't stay, it leaves them with just one striker, literally it's, one striker. Zanzalo's got a suspension. Does he Zanzalo, get a suspension yeah. from the league? 
he got a suspension. He, got, he took a red card. Goes back to the refereeing. The ref, uh, Bradford, were winding him up left, right, and centre. The ref was giving him nothing. He lashed out after 25 minutes. I think Straight the chairman ahead. tweeted about that. I think the yeah, chairman said yeah. that the referee kind of got sucked into what uh, Bradford were trying to do, and I think they had three bookings, and Acton yeah. had six or something, and he wasn't happy about it. Yeah, no, they were saying there were the, the six bookings on the red card. You know, it, it looked as if they'd gone out to kick Bradford off the park, and in fact they hadn't. It was um, it goes back to what Dave was saying about refereeing in lower leagues. If we do drop, we, we've got to live with it. But um, but the point being, everybody's in the this week has been saying, oh God, Accrington, oh we're this this is going to be a problem. This is going to be a problem. I'm not so sure it is. So, so go with go there if you're going. Go with some confidence. Yeah. Well, we've said that before, though, haven't we? So. Um, <laughs> With a yeah, with a pinch of yeah, salt or whatever in the neck. Mm. Um, is it fair to say that the threat is from the wide players? I'm looking at um, it's Clark and McConville, isn't it? Who've got goals, yeah. haven't they? Is that is yeah. is that probably where the danger is going to be? Probably. Or, or Keys, yeah. Keys. Um, he was in the team of the year, wasn't he, last season? And when they had Brighton, I think he um, was. But yeah. isolated and missing Caden Jackson, would you say? Yeah, they talked about um, they talked about Key. He's uh, he the we'll start with him because he's he, it, as I say it's it's bizarre it looks like he is their only striker at the moment in two weeks time that'll have changed he's he needs there's a lovely quote one of them did say he said last season's success was built on a fast flowing passing game with Billy Key in the hole and Caden Jackson's to die for pace so um so and then they say so why Key has persistently played in in, in an ineffective lone striker role baffles me um he does link up with the midfield um but he's only I think he scored 20 27 goals last season something like that he's got eight goals eight, so far yeah. this season yeah so that and that is a worry for them um he's He's not a Roy the Rovers lone striker who can beat an entire defence single-handed. He's one of those players he'll receive control and lay the ball off on the deck rather than necessarily as a target man. And he lay it off to one rushing colleagues. One of the criticisms about Key was then that he then won't necessarily run an attack space to then get on the end of the move. Right. So he might win the ball, pass it to one of the three breaking players and then spin, but not necessarily get into space. So, But that could be because he's playing at a higher level as well. But he does... He's he's that type of striker. He plays passes out to the wings, which keeps the momentum of their attacks high. So he's you know th- it fits in very much with our model of play. You know, fast paced, um, fast passing. You know, momentum. You know, tr- trying to trying to push forward. You know, at, uh, you know, attacking is the that sort of fast fast flowing attack model is their is their preferred style of play. They said he's at his best passing instinctively to willing front runners. So um, interesting. So yeah. Um, but but ideally they would have even if he had someone like Connor Hall with him who was more direct that would work fantastic that would work fantastically so um but if he's on his own he's relying on the two wingers as you say Jordan Clark and Sean McConville to to do that job for him um shall we talk about the two wingers actually yeah because they're they, in the goals they, aren't they they are particularly McConville I think is the joint top scorer with with Key if I'm not mistaken um there was a lovely quote about McConville he's been there there is a long running thread on him actually on one of the message boards they said um McConville was once loathed by most but is now celebrated by many oh, <laughs> so, uh, running oh, through the glen <laughs> <laughs> very poetic uh, yeah they like what the interesting several of them said that wearing the armband brings the best out in him so um he's, he seems to be he's sort of you know he's a confidence player um he's uh he t- there is a criticism that he can come short and safe for a ball rather than spinning to receive a pass over um but he's a hard-working 
defender, and I think they're going to, or hard-working winger, and I think they're going to need him if they're playing a rookie left back. I think McConville will have to double up and protect his fullback tomorrow if, if that is the case. The one thing, and Jordan Spence, if you're listening and if you're playing, I want you to hear this. McConville's strength, listen, is the angled shot from about 25 yards from the corner of the penalty area. Any opponent worth their salt will prevent this as it nullifies our left-sided threat. The right-footed curler, with the emphasis on placement rather than power, is now becoming his trademark finish. Okay? Jordan Spence heard that. I s- okay. I'm hoping, along with probably quite a few people listening to this, that it's Janoi Denassin that you're speaking to there <laughs> yeah, on sure Saturday, is. Harry. But yeah. fingers crossed, eh? So, so that's McConville, as I say. He's well, he's 29. Again, a lot of these players. You look at their provenance. Play for Barrow, Staleybridge, Celtic, Chester. This, you know, the, welcome to welcome to the, um, the 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 world of John Coleman. He finds these gems. The other one who came from Shrewsbury, um, and he ran riot against Shrewsbury in their win over Christmas is Jordan Clark on the right side. The right side is a more traditional they've got a they've got a fairly good combination with the right back we'll, we'll talk about later um but clark is a very he's li- he's lively um buzzes around moves the ball well always looks a threat a skillful winger capable of getting in behind defenses and putting balls into the box they think he's more attack minded than mcconville albeit without the same number of goals he can tear teams to shreds flying down the wing or making clever mazy runs um but he's a typical winger he blows hot and cold right. um um, and occasionally they, they say if you can get him playing with his back to the ball, uh, whereas McConville will come short and take the ball, give and then and he'll receive it that way. Clark is much better if you play the ball ahead of him and let him just blast right. onto it. And then it's where. a r- running um, race. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And then is it? And I guess given we talked about um, Spence or Danassian, um any thoughts on whether he'll up against? Can knock again or Callum Elder no, going to play? No, it'll be Elder. After the way listening, listening to, um, listening to. Uh, uh, Lambert in his press conference. Um, we're we're doing this Thursday evening, so it was Thursday lunchtime when when it, uh, he's um, he talked about the best man winning. But I think Lambert is very worried about the level of youth and particularly inexperience in the team, and he wants all the experience he can get in there. Should we talk about Elder now, or are we going off piece? If you want to, yeah, do let's, a bit let's on do Elder. Elder. Yeah, yeah. just a quick, a quick, couple of quick minutes, because because um, Elder, the, the, I've had a quick look around the various clubs he, he's played for. Um, he is primarily defensive. I think that's worth saying. Um, Leicester feel, felt he was a bit limited, but then Leicester fans, their expectations are kind of, you know... Sadly, now beyond <laughs> us, aren't they? Way beyond ours. Um, um, uh, um, this was a slightly weary, cynical comment from a Brentford fan saying, seeing the score goals Ipswich conceded against Millwall, he should fit right in, which <laughs> didn't, 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 didn't really reassure me. Um, basically, he's a better... The Wigan fans had most to say. He was like the Peterborough. Wigan fans had most to say. Um, uh, not our best player, but a better defender than attacker. Um, he's, um, he's, that's what he, he's, 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 he will solidify that side as much as anything else. And him and Freddie can shut down a problem on one flank at least. Um, Slight criticism of him being slightly too one-footed. Um, possible echo of the Danish player who may be leaving. Um, if he, uh, he's, um, this is what I'm thinking he, when you're saying defensive-minded. Yeah, um, he says his crossing, his, wo- his crossing can be woeful. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, if he's left with no option but to cross the ball, more often than not, it is poor. So um, they oh, often really? feel he's better off playing the ball, playing, linking play with midfield and coming through that way rather than necessarily hitting the byline and pinging a cross in. But then Has he got a long be... throw on him as well, Harry? Uh, no, that, no, there was no mention of a long throw. There was no mention of a long throw, 
Rich. I think on, on that front we're safe. Um, but uh, so, um, but uh, yeah, he's um, you know when he came into the side, his, his crossing was spot on. This is Wigan fans again. He's he's still a solid defender, but needs to get back to providing the quality of final ball from early in the season. So, um, but um, but he's willing to come to us. And he's, but I, and I think particularly up against um, a decent League One winger, um, which is what Clark is. I think that will be a it'll be a good battle. I would, one would hope that he can um, you know he can shut down because there, there there is more of a threat on the right than on the left. I think look look looking looking at um, looking at Accrington. Um, should we look at their midfielders? Um, yeah, can you just quickly in terms of a shape for Accrington? So we talked yeah. about yeah. keys, obviously. I think being used as part of a two, yeah. so options are limited there for them on Saturday. Yeah. Is it a four four two normally, Harry, or is it? Normally they like they want four four two. If Zanzala, the other striker, wasn't suspended, they would probably go four four two because Zanzala he now Jackson offered pace to complement Key up front. Zanzala offers more athleticism, if I can put it like that. He's kind of like a, a poor man's Lukaku, I suppose. He's you know, he'll bustle his way through. That that's more his his model of play from the way they've described him. But without him, they've got to go four five one. That's oh, that okay. and then and they have used that to be fair. it's not unusual. Fine. Um for them to do that. Um, so as I say, you've got Clark on, on the right, McConville on the left, and the four midfielders they've got, um, the, where will we start? Let's have a look at Barlazer because he's definitely going to play. He, and he's probably the one midfielder of the group they have who can offer a little bit more on the, in an attacking sense. Um, Daniel Barlazer, um, the Georgie Turk, he was Gateshead born, but he's a Turkish under-17 international back in the day. Oh, um, so, uh, um, and again, most of this came from Newcastle fans, but they, they do rate him. Um, uh, they, pretty good with long-range passes to the wings. They think... They, they 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 felt that when he was at, at his time at Newcastle, he's been influenced a lot by John Joe Shelby. Okay, so, so pinging that, Hollywood passes then. And, yeah, yeah, exactly that. And he does. They, they and the Accrington fans said he really has improved their central midfield creative play. So again, if you're going back to looking at um, what um, Coleman was talking about, this fast passing movement, you know, get game built on movement. Barlazer would fit him with that nicely, so he could almost be not quite in the diamond, but he would be the most advanced of the three, linking with the single striker or linking with the with the with the two wide players. That that that's pretty much what he does. I'm not just looking at his bookings. He's only got three, so he hasn't learned everything from John Joe Shelby yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can't put one in a player off the yeah. ball. Yeah, he's he's a more natural passer. They they've talked about him trying to make threatening forward runs, but I think he will more likely pick a pass necessarily than bomb on through, as it were, to catch you know to to run in behind as it were. As it were. So he's um he's on loan, but he's the one he's definitely staying. So that's he, been extended, he, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that has been extended. So we know that. Um, and the other player who they really rate is a guy called Sam Finley. He's 26, and again, this is a classic. He came from Fylde, um, non-league Fylde, and he has, he has settled in. One of them said, and this is the word you know I always love hearing, he adds balance more than any other central player. Um, uh, stepped up from non-league football to League One seamlessly. He looks class even in his quieter displays. It might not be obvious, but, but Findy does make things happen on the pitch, particularly winning the ball in the opponent's half. Um, he wasn't fit in November with a hernia problem, but uh, so, he, so he has been... He's been kind of brought back in, but he's, I think he's back up to, to, to full fitness now. Very much in the thick of the action. My sense is that he's a really good player, the way they're describing him, who can read the game well. He's all over the field. He plays with industry creative, and particularly a lot of them talk about control. So he's he might be one of those players that, depending on how the game is going, if they're doing well, he'll be on the edge of our D. 
if we're on the, on the front foot, he'll be on the edge of their yeah. D, if that makes sense. It's an but interesting, really, really um, right. sorry, uh, interesting thought that he's made the, the step up so seamlessly from yeah. non-league. I wonder whether that's a endorsement of him as a footballer or a indictment of League One as a footballing league. I, yeah. I, I suspect that's not probably come out in your analysis, but I, I do wonder whether... The, the, we've talked about the standard of refereeing being different and the kind of... Um, squad yeah. management. I wonder whether this will be an insight into the quality of the football because obviously mm. there are some talented young players at Ipswich who hopefully yeah. will stick around next season. And you kind yeah. of wonder whether it will need will need to be attritional and kind of get these kind of toilers from the lower leagues to supplement the squad, or whether we can try to pass our way out of the division. It'll be mm. interesting to see how we get on on Saturday in that respect. That's a good point, Rich. You got. To, I mean, looking at Josh Emmanuel, actually, he did brilliantly for Rotherham. But the question was, look at who he was in with. Hmm. He was in with some pretty experienced players working or operating around him, which gave him permission to develop and evolve his game. In contrast to what we've seen with our lot this year, you know, with the, you know, you look at the squad and you know, to, I've scru- scruffily put a team together. You got Gherkin, Chambers, Sears. Um, and that's pretty much it in terms of well Spence if you want to include include him but you know but in that sense these players it's easy to say well a lot of the these young players we have could evolve up a level but they've got to be it's got to be done in the context of so much you say of these a few battle hardened players around them because exactly right. they you, you and that's why we're to... struggling this season isn't yeah. it let's be honest yeah. we don't have yeah. the players like Millwall to bring on yeah. like Morrison. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I mean, yeah, no, it's a good point. I mean, so for example, with going back to Accrington with McConville, for example, he's a you know he's you know he's been he's he's been around the block a few times. Twenty nine year old, you know, stri- striker Billy Keys, twenty eight, um, and the other player who I'll mention now is Seamus Keneally, who will probably be one of the more defensive minded midfielders. He might be the one who'd I don't know if he'll be a net sitter, but um, he's. Um, he, this is the most patronising moment. He isn't blessed with awesome talent, but he will never go hiding. <laughs> so he's there, you a, go. there you go. It's a solid, unflashy player. He does get criticised. See he, that for most uh, players in league. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, no. He, he came over from um, Sligo Rovers. Um, he came across originally to Sheffield United for a season in 2011-12, but it didn't work out for him. Irish, Republic of Ireland under 23 international. He, um, he's, um, But they think he's useful defensively. He's he calming ball control ability in midfield and he makes great tackles. It could be a really lovely midfield battle actually looking at these three, Barlazer, Finley and Keneally up against if we put Nolan Chalaba and um Downs. And Downs out yeah. against them. It could be that could be quite a that could be quite an enjoyable thing to watch, actually. Um the, you see the problem is they criticize him for being unflashy and for passing safely. But just as equally, it could be he could be doing that because his passing is limited. Players a thirty year old player at that level will know his game very well. Yes. And if he tries to do what Barlazer does and starts pinging Hollywood passes, you know, the chances are they'll end up in the car park. So, (laughs) you know, so in that sense, he knows knows what he can do. He also knows what he can't do. But they do criticise him often for, you know, he'll get the ball and give it back to the centre-backs and backwards and forwards, etc. Who else have they got? They've got a guy, Scott Brown, um, ex-Bristol City way back in the day and came from Grimsby as well. All-action midfield battler. He's the one, central midfield is the one area where they have got a little bit of depth. Um, Does the graft and pops up everywhere. Wins all his midfield battles. (laughs) They said about him, actually, this is a nice comment and this sums up a lot of midfielders. He looks far more effective as one cog in the machine. His limited skills mean that nothing will happen creatively for us, but with a creative partner 
beside him, things start to happen. Yeah. So you know, so it could well be that if he is playing, don't write him off. He could allow, he could give other players permission to to do to be a lot more destructive. Or if he so played with Goose at Bristol City, because there you go. That's a that's a good, that's a good point actually. Because <laughs> they that it, it does go back. Yeah, they could know each other actually. He's thirty three, so there isn't. I'm not sure. Excuse, he's what thirty two, something like that, even, or thirty. Uh, I can't remember. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Correct us if we were wrong, but he's in, he's, there wouldn't be much age-wise between the two of them. Um, so looking at the, let's look at the defensive lineup then. Um, start with the keeper <clears throat> on loan and staying from Middlesbrough, Connor Ripley, and he's a name He's popped up on a few Championship um, forums in the past as a, he's been on the fringes of the of the Middlesbrough team. Um, he went on loan last season to Bury. I think he's had a loan spell at Burton as well. Um, very happy with him. Calm keeper, consistent, reliable, a few iffy moments. Isn't afraid to play long balls out to wingers. And this is a criticism which we'll come on to. Bradford absolutely nailed Accrington by pressing them in the final third. They didn't let them out. We've seen teams do it to us as well. When you have teams of limited experience together or ability, teams press you in the final third and all sorts of fun can happen. But Bradford did this to, to Accrington Um on New Year's Day. But Ripley, they said he's not afraid to spring that by playing long balls out to wingers. So he's not wedded to a philosophy of bringing it out from the back. If he thinks it's not going to happen, he will go long. Peterborough, though, the 4-0 win last week, this came up. They asked a few difficult questions of him. Two of the free kicks, they played straight at him with real pace and he couldn't deal with them. So it could well be that if you blast the ball at him, even from distance, and then have players following up, that, you, you know, you could have a proper good goal mad scramble looking, there are some looking, big chunky yeah. defeats in, in there in this run I'm yeah. looking at 3-0 4-0 yeah. 3-0 3-0 yeah. Yeah. Um, they don't there's a few clean sheets maybe one or two uh, yeah, is there any chat about whether he's culpable or whether that's the four in front of him Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, Tell them, honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's not no, they're not they're not blaming him for it. They they think that the Peterborough ones they did, but generally speaking, he's he has been 
they don't really blame their players. Okay, but I guess if your expectation is survival, yeah, you know, yeah. anything else yeah. is you've, yeah. you've kind of got to know you. It's, it's quite probably quite a nice yeah. experience to because yeah. our expectations have kind of been skew with the last few years, yeah. haven't we? But this season, kind of our expectations now are so low that you know you you take a scruffy one nil maybe on Saturday, mm. and it's probably similar for Accrington in terms of mm. you know I can't believe we're in League One. This is brilliant. I yeah. can't criticise anyone for being beaten by you know. Let's look at Peterborough who've got championship experience. Shrewsbury who nearly got promoted. Yeah. Um, you know, there's this, they're losing to decent Bradford who are on a promotion charge. So yeah. yeah, it's it's a bit foolish to be slagging the players off when you're already punching above your weight, isn't it? It is. No, I agree. They would be. I don't know whether you'd say they're the equivalent in League One of Brentford in the in the Championship in terms of the scale, the relative scale of the club. But um, mm. they they certainly one echo of Brentford is that a lot of the players have talked about in their first names rather than in their surnames, which is. Um, which always, to me, always looks at you know the you're that the you know the the, the terraces are that bit closer to the touchline if I can put it like that. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. But um, so in that sense, there isn't a lot of digging out. So, but the problems are going to be more structural in the in the back four because of players t- l- l- departing loan players. The one good player they've got, the, the the kind of focal point is a guy called Mark Hughes. Um, not the, no, yeah. not the, no. Um, he ex Morecambe and Stevenage. Um, you know, it's an absolute. English stopper. He's a complete rock. He makes fantastic blocks. Um, but I wonder if he's quick enough up against better forwards. He needs a partner with decent pace to cover for him. A fine defender, but he makes occasional errors and his passing isn't great. He's a towering influence and an unsung hero in the Stanley squad. Um, he's effective, even though he's not the captain. I think um, Keneally is the, wears the armband formally, but Hughes is the one they all look to as a le- in terms of leadership. And I think he will be vital for them on Saturday because it's with Michael Ihiekwe gone back Back now to to uh, Rotherham, and he was the one who was able to offer. He was good, he had good pace, he had good aerial ability, but the pace particularly meant he was able to cover for his centre back partner. They're going to bring in 19 year old Ross Sykes, and Ross is a he was he was he's a Burnley born lad if I've got, if I read it right, and he went through the Burnley and Accrington youth system. So obviously he dropped out of Burnley and came across to Accrington, um, and he's a prospect. He's a, he's a teenager, a prospect with real quality. All he needs is more experience. He is naive. He can get rolled. He plays the odd wayward pass, but that's just they put that down. That's that's just blemishes from lack of game time. Um, he's got good skill and awareness, and I'm going to say it. He does have. He is a bit of a threat from attacking set pieces. <laughs> now, now whether he's a Millwall threat, I don't think. But uh, but just watch out for that. McConville's corners. Um, you know they talk about. I don't know how tall he is. He does. He's got the advantage of extra height, but he also. There was a game they talked about where they played Charlton earlier in the season, and he was targeted by some robust challenges, and I can only imagine. But um, he handled that really, really well. So he's, you know, he's being, you know, he's cutting his teeth quite well. So he's, um, if of the, you know, so you've got a very inexperienced, you know, you've got the, you've got the Jedi and the Padawan, really. One's thirty-two and one's nineteen at the at centre back. I immediately wrote down when you started talking about Hughes, um, Caden Jackson versus Hughes. Yeah, um, that to me would be a, a well, if I'm Caden, if could we quickly yeah. talk about Caden Jackson? He must start yeah. against Ackerton, surely. They miss him. They, they, him and Donassian, they, 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 they sing their praises. They really do. Um, there's no bad ill feeling. They'll be warmly applauded if they're not in the starting level. Oh, if they're got, running up at that. Yeah, two odd million you know. from, for the pair of them, didn't they, from us? Yeah. Didn't they? So they should be laughing. For... To them on the way to <laughs> but would you you'd be playing Caden Jackson Saturday, wouldn't you? Up against... W- Go on. If... 
if 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 he didn't start, he's got to come on early. I would have thought. You, I think it's a, it's it's he knows the ground backwards. I mean, Lambert talked in his press conference about the fact one strength we have got is players with lower league experience who will not be phased by the conditions. Mm. In that sense, you know, you know, we're not, you know, you're not sending out a team of prima donnas who look around and think, my God, what what, what have we landed in? Um, I'd be tempted to put Jackson in. Um, you know, this Jackson and Harrison, the game is this is their. This is their hinterland. This is their world. They've they've done brilliantly at this level, and you would yeah. If it's my guess is he'll he'll he he'd start with Harrison, but um, Jackson will. I'd say Jackson will come in in the second half. I'd be I'd be surprised. Harrison is on form, isn't he? So you'd, you'd probably yes, have yeah. a bit more confidence. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we so, we talked about <coughs> the start about the fullback. So Anderton's yeah. back to Blackpool. He's gone back to Blackpool. So Johnson's got, on the other side, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, so you've got, let's talk about Johnson because he's a good guy and he does have a really, really good understanding on the right on the right wing. They, they, um, they, he's, he's a dynamic right back, let's just say, and he's um, very up and down, very composed for someone so young and he has the look of a player who will only improve. Some of the interplay between Johnson and Clark on our right is a joy to watch. But again, he's 22. He's a Middlesbrough youth product. Now he's came through. He was on loan at Accrington um uh, for a part of the first half of last season, and then he came back in the summer. Um, I think he joined them permanently. Makes threatening runs, has good, creates good goals. He has been skinned by pacey left wingers. I'm not sure Freddie Sears is a pacey left winger, but he can. He's he's not the best defensively. He's only 22. Still, you know, you're, you're back in the world of Kenlock in a way. Yeah. A, you know, a good player with an attacking dimension, but vulnerable, vulnerable defensively. But um, so Johnson, as I say, him and Clark, Jordan Clark on the right is a is a um. Is a fairly solid, balanced attacking pairing, um, which I would want to kind of keep quiet initially, and then, but then have a little look on their other side. So on our right side, if Guion Edwards is playing, because um, we've got, let, we need to talk about Big Ben, Ben Richards Big Everton. Ben. <laughs> he's a he's now he's a centre half by training. Um, he played. For, he came from Tamworth. He's had an interesting trip. He then went to Partick Thistle and then to Dunfermline before coming down. Um, He's he um, he puts in a great effort, but I'm not sure about his quality at this level. Um, he rarely loses a header, but he can end up on the wrong side of his man. Um, he's he's very left-footed. Partick fans were saying that his one-footed did let him down, and that's why he was just short of what Partick were looking for. Um, but um, he's a wholehearted and committed player, as indeed they all are. That's but um, one. Yep. one, exactly. But he doesn't use the ball well and gives it away too often, even in unpressured situations. So. Basically, we're looking at a converted centre half playing at left back. Um, unless the, unless they're pulling some rabbit out of the hat, I can't see them doing anything else. He has played there in earlier in the season. He has deputised there, so because he is, and because th- there's simply no one else to go there. So you might want to think that if you could isolate him one on one with Edwards, um, or you know, I, that's what I'd love to see Danassian playing because you see yeah. Danassian could, could Danassian could overload that side without any problem at all because you've got McConville who will come back and cover, but it means that you know that you, you know you could have the party down at their corner flag rather than at ours. So, um, but as I say, but there are weaknesses in the back four. As I say, they, definitely they that the left back particularly would be the place that I that I would take a keen interest. Let's just say. So that's what we're up against. There's not much from the bench. Normally you say, well, what's their plan B? There's not a lot in terms of plan B. Um, looking at the squad, there's a lot of the players they played. They're also in the EFL, um, the Czech Trade Trophy. And so some of the players, they've got a couple of wingers, Piero Mingola, um, uh, he, he might come on. He's a he's a lively midfielder, Eric Osuza. Um, you know, but their provenance, again, ex-Tranmere, ex-Cambridge United, they're not, you know, they're, they're, they're not... Um, 
you know, they're they're very infrequent players. Um, Coleman has been criticised for being excessively loyal to his core of team players, but when you look at the wider squad, there's actually not a lot else to be loyal to. You know, they it's a this is League One football and the League One squad management where you're praying that everybody stays fit for the season, otherwise you're wide get open. Record on the from their loans, which is obviously exactly happened. so. Yeah, it might yeah. be um yeah timing wise uh, a convenient moment to play mm. them. Um, Harry, mm. um, I'll come back and we'll we'll chat at the end, obviously, but. I know that was a really tough piece of work, obviously, given the lack of sources <laughs> available. So to, to kind of to give that level of detail, it's just fantastic. And, you know, the, the guys you. that That's listen rich. to this and the guys and the girls who listen to this probably don't understand kind of the level of research that you put into this. So I know that was a really terrific piece of research. So thank you for that. Um, Cheers, Rich. And it almost the level of, of our championship stuff. So um, that is um, mm. brilliant stuff. I think I, I know more about them than I know about um, Millwall, frankly. Um <laughs> Should we do um, Daryl's? Um, <laughs> it's usually um, <laughs> joint eleven. Um, yeah. It's a joint five-a-side squad with no goalkeeper this week for uh, Accrington and, and Ipswich. Mm. Um, he's given us six, um, yeah. six players and rush, we, rush goalie, rush, rush goalie. keeper. <laughs> we haven't decided who that is. He wanted. Well, let's go. There. So it's, it's Danassian. Enciala presumably had a spell there because he's given Enciala and also Gary yeah. Roberts. Must yeah. have had a spell there as well. I don't know about that. James Alabi's yeah. had a spell there. Francis yeah. Jeffers, that one's passed me by. He did right at the end of his career. I, do, I, I that, that that intrigued me as well. So Je- Jeffers definitely played there. Yeah. He did right right at the very end of his career. Yeah. So I would suggest that, and Caden Jackson, obviously. So that's quite a good yeah. front two. Mm. And I would therefore I put James Alabi in goal because he's quite was, a big unit. <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking in terms of size as well. I have to say he'd block most of it. Um, no, that's 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 unkind. No, Donassian. You see, I was thinking Donassian's quite an athletic player. He could be a good keeper actually. But Alabi, I saw Alabi play for an under twenty one Ipswich game against Bristol City a few years back when he was with us. And right up to the penalty area, he looked like Lukaku. He looked like a you know Balotelli just kind of really all the moves the athleticism the physique that you know it was all there until he got to the opposition box and then it just was went utterly haywire so many chances it just I don't know what it was and I really felt for him because in you could see teams looking at him thinking oh my lord this guy's good this you know he's got it all but he just when you it was almost like there was a force field around the penalty area or in the final third when it came to taking that final option so um he's not the only player that's got that force field no no that's Um, true so I I I, are we going to be cruel to Ed Ciala again and bomb him out of our five side team or are we um, no 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 let's how do we do it um I'd I'd because we if if it's who who do we take out? It's um. Gary see, Roberts. Roberts is, no, Roberts is a useful midfielder. You'd want him in there right. to link, and you'd want Jeffers. I'm afraid that's going to be in Seattle, isn't it? <laughs> He's on the bench. <laughs> He's on the bench. Sorry, oh, Toto. No, no. Sorry, sorry, Toto, mate. Uh, yeah, we, if we're two up, we bring you on to see the game out. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Daryl has been brilliant. I have to say, he puts these up um, on, he sends them over. He does combine starting 11s and we haven't seen each other properly since with Sheffield United, I think. So he did them for each of the, um, for each of the, the Christmas opponents and very quickly, I'm going to run through them because they need to be very, I'll hammer through these very quickly because they're, they're worth having a quick look at. Um, Queen's Park Rangers starting, doing chronological order. Um, Phil Parks and goal, back four, Bradley Orr, and then Damien Delaney and Steve Palmer, which I thought was quite a decent pair, back pairing. Wayne Brown, 
um, on the left left back. Right midfield was Andros Townsend with Mark Kennedy on the left midfield and in mid in the central midfield pairing of Kieran Dyer and Massimo Luongo. And I like that. I think that could work really well. Up front, you've got I don't know what chalk and cheese, I suppose, Frank Clark and Alan Brazil. That's an interesting an interesting front combination as well. But I think that could I think that could work. It would be a very in your face type of team, I would have thought. They'd be very you know, be very very high tempo with Townsend coming along, Kennedy on the left. So that was Queen's Park Rangers. Moving on to Borough. And Borough had some fantastic central combinations. We've got another issue with goalkeeper again. Yeah, we have, we didn't have a goalie, so we put Phil Whelan in goal. <laughs> another <laughs> big a, unit in goal. Yep. Yeah, as a, as a, I think I think Darrell said, brackets needs needs must. But the back four across there, these are all four four twos, by the way. Fraser, Fraser Richardson at let right back, fair enough. But the back pairing of Kevin Beatty and Tony Mowbray, that that oh that's nothing's getting through there. Um, and then Mick McNeil, who goes back to he would be back in the McGarry era. That's sixty four to he was played in the late in the sixties before Bobby came in. He's He's not He's the a, guy who uh, had the sports shop in Ipswich. That might be one for Dave and Stat to answer that one. There was Mick McNeil Sports. I'm thinking it's the same I'm guy. I'm sure it was him because I remember there was. I remember Don Rogers Sports from Swindon. Yeah, exactly. A lot of them did that. Um, midfield, um, Kieran Dyer on the right. Back again. And then an, another interesting combination. I think this would really work. John Wark and Grant, Grant Ledbetter in midfield. That that to me would Diamond, work brilliantly. Maybe. It's it's exactly that. Just, they just balance each other brilliantly. And then he's got Mark Brennan on the le- at left midfield, which again that's we can live with. Up front, then you've got Alan Armstrong and Jordan Rhodes. Though you've also got other players. I mean, you could have brought in um, Mustafa Carriol. He he was an option on the wing as well. Um, Marcus Bent was there as well to bring in. He also had Sean St. Ledger. Yeah, Trevor Putney. He played for both as well. So I've got to say, the front line on paper looks good, but. Armstrong yeah. is going to get injured and Jordan Rhodes will go 20 games without <laughs> scoring a goal. So there might be issues there. You might, you, you might yeah. need your midfielders to chip in a few. Yeah, maybe bring, maybe bring Marcus Bent on if it's not working out exactly after right. half an hour. Um, and then finally Millwall. Millwall, he produced two starting 11. So I've been I've been greedy and I've cherry-picked the best out of them. So you've got Keith Branahan in goal. The, the alternative was Aaron Lee Barrett. And I took an executive decision to go with Keith Branahan. I think you made um, that call. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Feel free to disagree. Um, but across the back line, Carlos Edwards and then Richard Naylor and Dan, Richard Naylor and Dan Harding. And then Ben Thatcher at left back. And then right wing, Danny Haynes. Um, left wing Kevin O'Callaghan and in midfield um, Liam Trotter and Brian Hamilton together and then up front Ricardo Fuller and DJ Campbell how does that sound yeah I like that striking partnership that's a that's a decent striking partnership all right who uh, have they got plan B you've got Kevin Lisby um, he can come on Paul Goddard as well he played for both um, who else Mark Kennedy again he's an option they've got a couple of Liam Feeney we could have had on the wing but Danny Haynes over Liam Feeney I'm afraid no question Chaplow we could have had Chaplow on to score an 88th minute winner that was another <laughs> option <laughs> and, um, and um, presumably managed by Mick McCarthy of course that's a good point Never, yeah, I don't think he mentioned that but yeah, I'll just make, make a note of that as well that would be Yes, we have a boss for that team as well, which is fantastic. Well, so there we go. Mowbray could manage the um, yeah. Borough Ipswich team as well, couldn't he? Yes, he could do. Yeah, to, yeah he could be a player manager, actually. Because yeah, he'd be out, that. He'd be out there. Mind you, when you've got the beat beside you in defence, that's never going to go wrong. I just wanted to shout it because they were brilliant. Darrell does these every, for every game, and they're, they're a joy because it just it's what might have been when you start putting players together like a work led better midfield that would be superb that would really work or BT and Mowbray together at the back you know that it's you know or Dyer and Massimo Luongo in midfield you know you're looking at these combinations Armstrong and Rhodes up front would be that that would be hot or cold they'd either turn up or it would um or it may it may not happen and Fuller and Campbell up in up front as well with Haynes and O'Callaghan on the wings that could be you know that that could 
cause real trouble. Yep. Yeah, good stuff. All good fun. I like, yeah, yeah. I like that. That's thank, you, Dar- thank you, thank you, Daryl. Thank you for yeah, doing thank that. Yeah, thank you. And, really and hopefully he'll, he'll tweet out the five-a-side team. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and if we've missed anyone out, obviously, give us a shout. Daryl does a, a load of research on that. We went looking for goalkeepers mm-hmm. from Borough and couldn't yeah. find someone. So if anyone's got any bright ideas, someone who had a yeah. trial or a loan or something like that, you never know. Um, yeah, brilliant. Should we do some questions quickly, Harry? Please do. Um, so let's start with... Um, Dillard, who asks, um, any chance of Nidham and Elder playing on Saturday? You think Elder's like to start, but Nidham probably no, no, too soon. Dave, it's it's too it's it's um it's a rookie midfielder too far. I reckon he's got Chalabanol and Downs working. Leave it, let them build an understanding. And this is a perfect game. You're going to be up against a midfield where you're not going to be overwhelmed. You can actually really impose yourselves on the opposition, and it sits our mod- suits our model of play. So I wouldn't touch it. But definitely Elder, I think that you know, just listening to what Lambert was saying, you know, I think, and particularly given that they have a threat down the right wing, Elder would have to start for me just to just to shut that down. Mm. Um, in terms of other selection, well, options, headaches, whatever you want to say, um, Vinna Maipo. Um, I love the fella, but when does Luke Chambers become undroppable? Or when does he become droppable, I think the question is. Uh-huh. Um, he wasn't great on... So my, uh, my um, brother-in-law, who I took to Millwall, who hasn't seen uh-huh. um, much of Chambers at all, obviously, um, wasn't massively impressed with Chambers on Saturday. Do you think there's a time where he needs to be taken out of the firing line, or does he play through it? So if you take Chambers out and you put in Ciala in, is that going to improve things? Wow. The question. This is the problem. I mean, it. You know, he, Chambers simply. He, you know, if for no other reason for his experience, he's got to be one of the first names on the team sheet at the moment. And you also the other thing I was thinking about when I saw the question was, in the way you bring in a whole lot of ex- really good players and everybody's performance is elevated by 20%. Could Chambers be suffering a little bit in form from having to carry so much on his shoulders yes. at the moment as well? Uh, you have to allow for that fact as well. He's a fundamentally good player, but he's just been, you know, it's and it's the off, you know, it's, it's, he's, he feels as if he's having to carry the club on his shoulders a little Absolutely bit as, right. much as, the, as much as the, as much as the, 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 the Players, you know, he's got Jordan Spence on his right hand side. And he's got, to, you know, you know, you know, you know, you've got this bomb scare waiting out there, ready to go off. You know, it's a, you know, I, I just don't think you can drop Chambers. If anything, he's he's desperately holding everything together, and we've no one else to bring in. Yeah, mm. you have to. Simply, in the last yeah. two games, I think he's had to do the players' post-match interview as well. You know, he's, yeah, yeah, I, I don't think. I'm not sure whether many people know what it's like to kind of walk into your, to your job every day. And yeah. to be working for a failing organisation or a failing company, yeah. it's not nice. Um, yeah. And particularly if you're a focal point or a leader um, and everyone's looking to you to kind of show the way, it's, it must be really tough mentally as well as kind of physically on Chambers. So yeah. uh, in terms of when does he become droppable, I think it's when there are better options out there. Um, yeah. But at the moment, I think you know he's one of the few players we've got with proper championship experience. Yeah. Um, Mullet, our mate Mullet. Um, has Lambert worked on the team rather than the individuals? He seems to have a system and a preference for experience and specific um, specific physical attributes in key areas. Will there come a time when we see him develop players rather than positions to get something from games? Um, any thoughts on him developing the team and the system rather than the players in those positions? Um, 
he's definitely developed a model of play. I mean, you saw that in the first half. We saw it in the first half at Reading. He's, mm. and we've even seen it in. I mean, he talked about it in the in the press conference today. We've we even saw it against Queens Park Rangers when you take out what was going on in the two penalty areas and the odd moment of chaos that we inflicted on ourselves. The general pattern of our game is is coherent, and. I think from that point of view, if, you, if you're slotting in a player like Elder, if you're slotting in a player like Keane, having that model up and running, I think that's got to be to get that working first. Then you start working on the individual players, I would, I would have thought. Mm-hmm. The problem is, though, you could argue, I don't know if this is what Mullet is driving at, that some of the individual errors, some of the, some of the flaws that keep popping up might be because the players are being trained as a, as a unit rather than working on individual one-to-one coaching. But I, we, do, we don't know what goes on at the training ground. It, I, I would say he's prioritising the team over the players. That's my reading. I don't know what you reckon. Yeah, agreed. So, in terms of Mullet's the, the further bit in the question, in terms of whether will there, t- uh, come, will there come a time when we see him develop players, we've had mm-hmm. uh, just a run of crazy fixtures, haven't we, over the Christmas period. We haven't had yeah. um, an international break for a while as well. Um, yeah. We've kind of got a transfer window this flung open hashtag flung open um so i i think i don't think he's had the time to be able to do that either um so maybe when we've got a break coming up maybe if we oh heaven forbid we go out of the fa cup but at the fourth round weekend we have a weekend off maybe yeah. that's an opportunity you never know or so you know who knows but I, I i think you're right i think he's he's just got to work on the system because there just was no system was there under hurst there no. was just no coherence at all so i think start with the system get the players used to that and then start to improve the players um, yeah we've talked about transfers um so benjamin aa <coughs> asks us about will Keane um and whether the potential signing of Keane has been made with the thought of a season in league one in mind um, any thoughts about whether and Callum Elder? Yeah. I guess you could put in the same category yeah. as well. I, I think Lambert alluded to this in his press press conference as well. He's got half an eye on next season and mm-hmm. things not working out. I hope. Do you think Will Keane fits that mould? He's it, out of contract. Yeah. It's early days. I did have a look though just before we we came on air, as it were, to see what Hull fans were saying on on it. And I, somebody echoed that question specifically. He answered it. He said, Ipswich are preparing early for next season. Good move. <laughs> which, kind of, which may be fair. He's, the problem is, he's, there's, the, what is it? Five, I, I did a quick tot up, like five goals in 67 games, something like that. And it's all up with strikers. It's all about, you know, that's, it, that, that's what they're defined by. Um, uh, one of them also said, are you, "How happy are you to let Wilkeen join Ipswich?" And another, that was the, that was no. Sorry, forgive me. I'll start that again. The press release said, "Hull are happy to let Ipswich or let Wilkeen join Ipswich." And a fan then quipped at the bottom. He said, "Happy doesn't do it justice." Um, so they they kind of. He did have the odd brilliant game. One of them said, "There's a player in there somewhere." As he proved against Leeds the other day, apparently he was instrumental in their in their win at Elland Road. So he does have brilliance in him. But reading the general comments about him, um, the name Daryl Murphy kept going around in my head. Hmm. This happened with Murph. Alan Lee as well. I wonder what Cardiff fans or Sunderland fans had to say about those two players before they came to us. Probably not much similar to that. Yeah, six foot two. He's, you know, he, he fits the bill in terms of what, you know, whether you'd put it all on his shoulders or whether, because I, I felt we needed two strikers as well as Lambert. So it might well be Keane and another, and the two of them can can dovetail together. But uh, the Alan Lee comparison is brilliant as well. So, 
Yes, I say we'll see. Um, in terms of Benjamin's question, question, is it signings for League One or half signings with League One in mind? I guess they're not permanents, are they? Neither are no. or, or Keane, but both I think probably can go in the summer. If... Y- yes. So, yes. are there yes. chances that we could sign those players for? I guess Keane will hope that he scores yeah. ten goals or whatever and gets himself a contract at a Championship club. Look, but yeah. are they League One signings? Do you think? I would say they're definitely. To answer the question, yes. Um, they're with one eye, two league one with their question. Yeah. Okay. Um, two more. Jordan McCarthy's. I've got to ask this question. Um, <laughs> what would Paul one. Lambert rather fight? One Paul Lambert sized Paul Hurst or ten Paul Hurst <coughs> sized Paul, Paul Hurst? What? Good. No, go on. <laughs> go for it again. <laughs> one Paul Lambert sized Paul Hurst or ten Paul Hurst sized Paul Hursts? Yes. Uh, so he's saying. <laughs> It's. Um, I think he's just a relative. So Paul Hurst, slightly taller than he, he currently is. Yeah. Or ten small. Oh man. It's a slightly surreal <laughs> question. My sense was that from reading, I read that question. I think it's a question of how, in terms of stature of the two of them, I think one Paul Lambert to me would outweigh, at this moment in time, twenty Paul Hurst. <laughs> so, so I think you could you could put as many of these mini Paul Hurst out in front of him and he would literally swat them away in a football in terms of footballing comparison. I think the two of them are just on a different level. But then we're coloured by experience. Exactly mm. right. I'm yeah. good on you for making um yeah, making good of that question. Jordan, apologies if I butchered that, but um, I think Harry's done a fantastic job on that one. <laughs> and finally, um, my Midlands mate James Golk asks, no fence I think he means fence sitting allowed. Um, what are our score predictions for the match on Saturday? Do you want to go first? 2-0 or 2-1 to Ipswich. I think it'll be a one-goal victory as well. Hopefully it'll be more, um, but we'll see. I'm not going to be greedy, but I would take a win. FA Cup run, I think, as we talked about at the start, yeah. would be really good, wasn't it? wouldn't it, to build some mm. confidence and maybe a distraction from the league. Mm. Yeah. So... I think that's all we've got. We'll we'll do some plugs very quickly. We've we've and the guys on the flagship show talked about the 16th of Feb. Um, so if you haven't got your tickets to the live mm-hmm. podcast, please um, look up the information on our Facebook or our Twitter page. Um, you can get those at Eventbrite, and all of the gang will be there, including Harry and myself. Um, Harry, do you want to do your bl- your blog plugs yeah, on Twitter? Um, yes. Up on TWTD at lunchtime on Friday, um, the the detailed notes looking at the previous games and trying to just piece together um, in written form the the various comments from Accrington fans about uh, ahead of the game. So should be up um, on TWTD and you can find it um, by Twitter. I'm found at at Harry from Bath and um, that will link it. Any piece I ever do will normally get linked on there so you can find it. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, you can find Cheers the channel Rich. at Blue Monday ITFC um, and me at Ipswich. Are you going on Saturday? I'm making the trip up. No, I'm not. Not this one. No, no. Okay. So as I say, it's uh, sort of st- still catching up on the retailing side after Christmas. So one or one or two, one or two uh, boxes of books to send back and things. So uh, oh, okay. miss this one, but I've got a couple of the other ones. The Villa one, I'm looking at definitely to go oh, okay. to. Okay, which uh, case, yeah, keep yeah. posted on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will be yeah along with a thousand other away fans. It looks like making mm. the trip up. So fingers crossed, we have something yeah. finally to cheer. Um, yeah. And again, uh, I said it before, but Harry, a fantastic job finding some stuff for us to talk about today on Accrington. I know that was tough. Um, mm. So good on you for that. And I, I guess kind of good practice 
for next season, maybe. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I went there. <laughs> That's allowed. Oh, dear. A happy New Year, everyone. As I, once again, as I say, with whatever 20, 2019 holds in store for us, we'll, we'll, we'll roll with the punches exactly and uh, right. see where we are in the summer. All the best. Thanks, Harry. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.